Hello, everyone, and welcome to the NBA Top Shot Weekly Tip-Off Show brought to you by OTMNFT.com. My name is TJ Lasig. I'm one of the co-founders here at Own the Moment, and this is episode 41 of the podcast. This is the show where we update you on all the news and information you need heading into this week in NBA Top Shot. And as always, I'm joined by my co-founder, the man who took a break from crunching the numbers on the golf course to crunch the numbers of the upcoming hollow icon drop. We've got Justin Herzig. Justin, how are we doing? I'm doing well. I might have been crunching the numbers, but you were the one crushing those shots. TJ just put a whooping on me on the golf course today, playing uh, the course that goes inside the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, one of the most difficult courses I've ever played, and TJ just made that course his uh, his uh, he he did thing he did bad things in that course. We can't talk about. Good idea to hesitate on whatever word choice you were <laughs> thinking about using there. Justin and I are actually still in the same building right now. We're just in separate rooms. So hopefully you guys don't hear an echo or anything. But after spending a weekend in Indianapolis together, we thought that it was only fair to bring on the man who is typically behind the cameras, but we've got him on our screens for the entirety of the show tonight. We've got Mr. Jim Recupero, but better known as Producer Coop. Coop, what's going on? It's going great, man. I uh, survived the weekend. I see the chat saying great to see that we survived the weekend. I'm uh, I'm crispy burnt though. My my forehead is is definitely in some pain. Getting in and out of the the shower has brought the sunburn to life for sure. Um, but yeah, the weekend and in Indy seeing the Indy 500 was was awesome. Uh, heck of a sporting event to be able to to take in, and, and honestly, a, just a spectacle in and of itself. So that was a, that was a lot of fun, and I'm sure we'll get into a little bit of golf. I I heard the recap from, from today's scores. Sounds like TJ TJ found his game. A little bit which is uh which is fun to hear until the very last hole when i put the tee shot into the water but yeah maybe maybe i just had went one full choke mode yeah it was good day, I mean, good it was good it was good yeah so like, like starting off so the race um it was an experience i've been to nascar races before in richmond we have like two night races so you get all the people watching and everything um, we were first off amateurs by not bringing our entire cooler into the stadium. The group that was <laughs> next to us was a family. They had a 12 year old girl and this was her 11th time going to the race. So literally they just like brought her, you know, her entire life. Um, they brought an entire like bar and restaurant with them. Like just randomly, it was like, Hey, do you really? guys want these jello shots? Yeah, we want some jello shots. I'm going to make some margaritas, get a blender, just like put it all together. They had an entire watermelon, like all the fruit. It was Fantastic people, all the sharing, but uh, just great experience. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. It was, and man, those, it, like, it's one thing when you see it on TV, and obviously you know that the cars go fast, but when you see them in person and hear them in person, it's it's another level. Good yeah, that was, your thoughts on the weekend? Yeah, that was definitely like one of the big takeaways for me. I um not like a huge racing fan or anything. I've been to one uh, NASCAR race. Sounds like similar to Justin, um, and that I've watched occasionally on TV, like one of the some of the big races. And and on TV, it's easy to to be like, man, why didn't this guy you know make a move? Or when they're showing you, you know, how they're racing, and then when you see the cars in person going like 200 plus miles per hour, it's like. The goal is certainly seemingly just to, to live and, and, and to not get any, in any sort of major crash, uh, let alone make moves and pass the way some of those guys do. So it was, it was pretty awesome to, to see that in person. I thought we had a sharp betting strategy. I thought we had inside information. I thought we were taking that all the way to the checkered flag. We were looking pretty strong. Yeah, 75% um, of the race, we looked great. Oh, 
So a little background here. Uh, Friday, we had uh, some time with the International Motor Speedway and some of the leadership there, and we got a nice little tour of the track. Uh, had a little NFT talking and stuff. Um, but on the elevator down at the end, there's this uh, a gaggle of girls, we'll call them. And uh, I don't know, someone in the group made a joke about like which one of you is you know driving, and it was like ha ha. And she goes, no, uh, my husband is the CEO of the title sponsor, and we have the number twenty six car. And um, it was hard to hear her over the like. 24 carats on her finger or something. Um, but number 26 car, we were like, we got to do it. So uh, we all went into the legal Indiana sports betting and uh, we, we put it on number 26 and he was like the favorite for most of the race and then just disappeared. And I have no idea what he did wrong or why it happened or anything like that. All we knew it was the yellow car. We were cheering it on. Sometimes it was the front. Sometimes it wasn't in the front. And uh, that's the way it goes. Something went wrong at the end. That, that's the one thing. I mean, it's awesome to be at the race, but it's a little bit hard to follow what's going on without any commentary just because yeah. people are on different laps. People took pits at different times. But oh, overall, highly recommend if anyone ever gets the chance to attend the Indy 500, definitely give it a go. And if you're a golfer, check out check out the golf course that where four holes are inside the course because it's pretty, pretty sweet as well. I'm also seeing that Embiid is made of glass apparently in the chat. So that's probably not great for my Sixers. Yeah. Uh, not been following the game so far tonight. All right, so golf what's going scores. on to everyone? Let's, what's going on to everyone? Quick, in, what's that? People were asking about golf scores. Let's give a quick update on the golf scores because I at least did well one day, so I want to make sure we capture that. You did. So golf score rundown. We played on Saturday, and Justin shot 84, Coop shot 87, I shot 88, and then today – Coop did not play, but I shot 83 and Justin shot 90. 90. 90. Uh, TJ also was basically on, like, this is one of the hardest courses I've ever played. Um, and for the race weekend, they had it set up to be extremely difficult. So first off, the rough was, we were losing balls in the rough when you knew exactly where it was. Just three feet outside the fairway and balls just disappeared. Um, so like you would hit a great drive and it would roll through and now you're just taking a pitching wedge just to get out of that stuff. Um, all of the, um, pin locations were ridiculously difficult, just like pinned into corners and stuff. And I guess the course in general is known to be very difficult. We played 6,600 and it was 142 was the slope TJ. Um, yeah, like tough. that's a high slope for, uh, you know, 60, uh, I mean for, uh, 6,600 and yeah, TJ was, uh, I think he was basically, on pace for an 80 if he would have parred the final par five, but uh, made it in the drink and got his 83. He played phenomenal. Um, yeah. I feel like I played fine. Um, I probably should have been a little lower. I was a little sore at the, the end of the race, I mean, end, of the, end of the track. Um, but no, it was fun. And then so other, which course did we play? We played Fort, Fort, Fort Resort, um, which is yeah. probably one of the best values I've ever seen. Uh, it was $60 and it was a fantastic Pete Dye course. They're both Pete Dye courses. Um, but great, great weekend. Very uh, impressed with Indianapolis in general. Yeah, I would say in general, it's a cool city. I would say overall exceeded expectations just in terms of the, the environment, the nightlife, plenty to do. As producer Coop and I found out on Friday night, that was a, it was, it was a late one. We hadn't seen each other in a while, so it was good to have a little bit of a reunion for the three of us. Yeah, Coop, I like you recover the, yet? You uh, I like get back. Get back to the wife and kids and feel okay today. Yeah, got got back home. Shout, shout out, shout out to my wife. Came back home. I uh, I was in the process of, of creating an office, and it was just a, 
a total mess, a, to, a total disaster as I left the left the house and and came home to a completely like new, renovated, freshly cleaned office. So she said that it was a, an early Father's Day gift. So pretty pretty awesome to come back to to that. Um, and then yeah yeah from 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 a golf perspective, um, it was it was it was fantastic golf. It was fun. Uh, food, drink, and, and better company uh, in Indianapolis. I was laughing in the in the Discord. I was I was in the Discord and, and uh, Haraj, I think, in the Discord said I didn't realize how hungover they were on Saturday. So he posted some some pretty absurdly low scores that would have been great scores to shoot if we were all in our A game. But well, okay. So Friday night we went out. We did a nice dinner. We grabbed a bunch of drinks. We've been drinking all day because we started drinking at ten thirty at the racetrack for that pre thing. I guess carb day they call it. We were getting our carbs and beer. Um, and then it's 11 o'clock. We come back to the here to like have a little, I think we maybe grabbed a drink or something. And uh, I went to bed. And these guys went out until 2.30 and don't remember much of how it ended. And uh, they think they're still in college. And I realize I'm 32 years old. And uh, 11 o'clock was good for me on that long day. Three too many. Imagine, try, imagine trying to outsharp the, the Herzig bot. Just, just. <laughs> Never gonna happen. And then, it, and then he, he he got one stroke per bourbon less that he had, and that's why he <laughs> shot the eighty three. And we were in the, the high eighties. There it is. Do not out sharp the Herzig bot. All right, the people probably came here to hear a little bit about top shots. We can dive on into that today. We're gonna talk about the the hollow drop and just in general all of the pack drops that are coming up. We obviously got word just before we came on air that the drop has been postponed and will no longer be this week but we can talk through all of that we're also going to talk about the the recent or the upcoming current challenges touch on that a bit and then we will have of course the underdog weekly pick them to finish off the show so let me go ahead here i'm going to share this little window and then uh i'll jump into it from there all right Tuck them up good. I don't have my two monitors like I usually do, but I think we're good. All right. We're good. So first thing, just wanted to to touch on the fact that, yes, the hollow icon drop is delayed. We were originally expecting it to be this week. Now we found out that the MGLE premium rare pack drop is going to be next. That is also unlikely to be this week as well. So it looks like we will we'll be going this week without a pack drop, and then we'll have the MGLE sometime next week, and then maybe the hollow icon to follow after that. We also have, have, yep. I have a question. Um, mm -hmm. We've seen now multiple times that they've referred to this, M, what we believe is MGLE. They keep calling it premium pack, and then they premium say pack. slash 499. It's like they're going out of their way to not say MGLE. Um, I can't imagine it's anything other than MGLE. Like, I think we're 99% sure that it's going to be the MGLE. It's a slash 499. It's a premium pack. But I just think it's weird. Like they are going out of the way to not call it the MGLE, but they will call it a hollow icon, not just a legendary. Is there any thought to that or? Good, good point. I feel like I did see somewhere that it's M, but maybe, yeah, maybe it's just been people like us that are speculating that it's MGLE. Well, we know there's going to be more MGLEs. We know that the slash four nine nines have only been the MGLEs. Um, Otherwise, it would have to be a different rare set, right? It'd have to be a new set, which I can't imagine that they're going no. to do with how it's and, very clear that they right. do not want to pump out any new sets. Right, and I'm not trying to speculate that it's not like I'm. It's the MGLE. 
I just think it's interesting that it seems like they're going out of their way to not say that and multiple communication, but they will call it the hollow icon, not legendary. I don't know. Maybe that's a pack drop. Or maybe it's a office hours question that we can ask, but I just thought it was interesting. And yeah, I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to think too. I, the last, I, I think most of the other MGLE packs have all been called the premium pack drop. Though they haven't, they haven't changed the. It's not like they've changed it, right? From no, from, it's just from yeah. the past. So they're, they're keeping it the same. So, but, but yeah, I agree. Uh, interesting that they don't just call it the MGLE drops. Yeah, and Nick, I see you kind of jumping the gun. We will get into because yeah, there were more announcements about what other pack drops in the schedule. But we'll, I think TJ's uh, got that mapped out. So. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the next coming pack drops, unless they're commenting that I have something wrong, but I don't think I do. So then we were, are going to have three playoff packs, it sounds. So there's going to be common playoff packs, which are going to be reservation only. You'll be able to start reserving those this Wednesday. That will be available for a week. And then purchases will be available until next Friday or be, sorry, begin next Friday. And then we're expecting one rare pack for the Eastern and Western finals and then one legendary pack for the NBA finals. So can definitely sense that they have scaled back a bit in terms of the number of particularly rare and legendary packs. You know, there was an originally talks of the, the rookie legendary. I would say that's all, but unofficially not going to happen at this point. I know it's not. Technically official, but I'd be super surprised if we see a legendary rookie at this point. I don't know if they've th- officially said that. Yeah, no. I th- okay. I think what we've seen in this most recent communication is their pack drops for the rest of Series 2. Um, because we know that at the end of the playoffs, which will then be the finals legendary, that's the end of Series 2. So I'm pretty sure all we're going to have going forward are going to be these common playoffs, Eastern Western Conference, and NBA Finals. And I'm happy with that. Oh, yeah, and and the MGLE and the MGLE and the Hollow Icon. Sorry, beyond those two, yeah, yeah. I think pretty much what we're seeing on screen here, these five are are what we are expecting for the remainder of Series Two. Although I guess that we've also potentially an off-season run it back. That would also be, be Series, series two. Three. That no, that'd be Series Three. Okay, got that it. That was one of the things that we thought was interesting um, because they were saying that it's going to end at the legendary at the Series Two. Uh, now there's possible that there's going to be more of the, you know, more of these playoff moments than just one drop. Uh, the email said that these would be in alternating weeks, so I could see those kind of continuing to go even at the same time that there's other more premium, you know, rare legendary drops. Um, and what we they they mentioned that it's going to be similar to the Hustle and Show. It's going to be fourteen dollars. It's going to have one playoff and two common base set. Um, and I could see that being uh, you know. Maybe there's some common challenges to go with it or something for the playoff ones. Um, and that'll probably you know, go a couple weeks or whatever. Maybe there's a few different pack drops for that. Just a little bit of a, of a buy the numbers here because these also came out last week. That Just a little tidbit that there are 500K collectors now that own a moment and 15% of those have joined in the last 30 days. So just a sign that there is some growth still happening, even though things, you know, seem to be a little bit stalled out. It also, just from all of the comments that you can see in office hours, uh, that the Dapper team seems well aware of the current sentiment within folks on Twitter, within the community in general, and sounds like they are making decisions accordingly and you know are aware that things ha- have not gone maybe the way that they were hoping, the way that we were hoping, and that they're aware of that, they're thinking that through, and they're doing everything that, that they can in order to, to kind of right the ship 
a little bit here. Yeah, <laughs> similar to Peter Jennings, they're just doing everything that they can. Doing everything we can. <laughs> Um, yeah, can you make sure when you type own a moment, you capitalize the O and the M, please? Yes, thanks, um, trademark. <laughs> um, and then also I thought it was interesting in the most recent communication, and we saw as well uh, previously with regards to the marketing, that the marketing would be a pause a little. Um, in the most recent com communication, they mentioned that the marketing is going to be continued to be uh, kind of like tests. It's going to be continued for them to kind of learn and improve. And so it sounds like throughout the playoffs, they're going to turn the marketing back on, but it's going to be kind of more intermittent, sporadic, trying different channels, trying different strategies. Just as with any startup, with any kind of product, you've got to kind of run these tests. And it seems like uh, you know, this is one of the first times they've had real marketing uh, since the boom. Um, and so they're going to you know, run these tests and see how it goes. Uh, I think they, you know, well, we know that we know that they realized that the previous marketing uh, had some issues with it, such as the marketing um, graphics and the videos were created back in February, March, and just kind of not updated. So when they were still touting the big LeBron sales from back in February, March, like obviously it was a bit uh, tone deaf or you know ring hollow. Um, and uh, but I think you know they realized that hey, that was a you know mistake. They're gonna kind of you know improve and get better, do everything they can. Keep, keep me keep me honest on the numbers. Uh, so in the buy the numbers section, so saying fifteen percent of those joined in the last thirty days. So that's we're talking talking seventy five thousand in the last thirty days. Is that right? And then I think if I remember right, like initially when the boom was starting to sort of happen, you know, come back two plus months at this point. I think like wasn't the the number of users around then seventy grand, seventy thousand users about at that time. Just, just for some reason, those numbers are sticking out to me, and I was just thinking 70, 75,000 in 30 days is a, is, a, is a pretty nice number, I think. Just yeah, I think the challenge is that this is the first time that we're really getting numbers by users who own a moment um, right. before a lot of the numbers we've gotten are signups. And uh, I, you know, this shows that they've realized that uh, you know, to get true user, um, you know, user numbers, uh, you know, some companies use like average um, daily average users, uh, monthly average users, MAUs, DAUs. Here it seems like they're right now just going for collectors that own a moment. Um, I think over time they will probably want to swap a bit more to monthly or you know monthly active users because yes, you can be a long-term collector, but like you still probably want to have a form of engagement for getting into packs or check challenges or showcase quests or whatever it is. Um, but I, I think it's just hard to kind of compare too much to anything historically because it's the first time that we're really using this new metric. Right. Makes sense. I think a, a probably good question slash comment from the mm -hmm. chat here. Any idea how many of those 500 K have bought a moment from the marketplace? I, I do not know the answer to that, but I think that that's a, another good kind of next level down metric, right? Okay. If there's half a million people that own a moment, but how many accounts have actually gone into the marketplace and purchased one as opposed to only getting moments from packs. So I, I think that would be an interesting Number maybe maybe one that we could pull together, but I, I definitely don't know that off the top of my head, Justin. I don't know if you've probably never looked at that either. No, no, I was thinking of a guess though. Um, of those five hundred thousand, how many have bought from the marketplace? Probably, probably around half. Probably in that two, two hundred, two hundred, two fifty, three hundred. Um, that's hard to say, but it's probably around that. We, I mean, I was trying to think back. Like, we know that we've seen 150 or so that have purchased. Um, we, we could definitely track it, but um, I would guess it's around that kind of near half, maybe maybe 40 to 50%. Yeah. 
And one more by the numbers here. We have 106 people watching and 100, or sorry, only 17 that have liked the stream. So by my math, that's about 90 people that are in the <laughs> chat, but have not hit the like button yet. So we could really quickly move those numbers up, I think, by the touch of a button. So if people want to go ahead and like the stream, we would very much appreciate it. Okay, and then the other thing that we know is coming up this week is that on Friday, Roham will be doing a Q&A in the office hour. So the same Friday office hours that they have, 1 p.m. Eastern time, Roham will be joining. So, And and this was after he did an impromptu Q&A last week. So you can definitely, again, tell that they are aware of the sentiment. You can tell that they are aware that they want to up their communication in terms of getting direct exposure to Roham. I talked on the Friday Recap podcast about how They've hired two new positions in the comms department. So this is a, a good chance for anyone that has questions that they'd like to hear directly from the top. Friday will be the opportunity to do so. And I'm sure there's going to be some tough questions that get asked. And I'm excited to, to see what the answers are. And yeah, I'm definitely going to make it a point to, to tune in on Friday. Um, I know someone was asking, like, what country, I see Chris here is asking, like, do we know, like, what countries people are from? We don't have that information for Top Shot. Uh, I can give a little peek behind the curtain and say that for OTM NFT, um, which obviously isn't perfectly representative for Top Shot users, and there's probably some bias based off, you know, the content we put out and everything, uh, but we still see about 70, 70% of our maybe um, users are accessing from the United States. Uh, Canada is actually second um, with around 10 to 15%. Uh, and then you have the world. So uh, from what we're seeing, at least for OTM NFT, uh, it's still a pretty strong US composition. Um, there are, there's still a lot outside of um, you know, the United States, but that's the still primary demographic. Yeah, shout, shout out Sawyer in the in the chat too. I actually had this take or thought like a couple of months ago, just seeing Roham be on Twitter and, and be fairly active, you know, for someone who is scaling um, you know, such a, a big business. Uh I I initially had a take of like, yeah, I'm not sure that that's the best use of his time. But then I think you see in his responses and his replies, like the community element of what they're trying to push. And, and I think that tone at the top, like push down you know, him being in the replies is something that I've seen, you know, be more of a positive route viewed it as more of a positive, but there's no doubt about the fact that Friday is going to be a pretty big uh, Q and a, and a pretty big office hours. Uh, it's sort of state of the of top shot and and describe what they're doing. So I'm sure everyone or or a lot of the bigger collectors will certainly be uh, lending an ear to hearing uh, what he has planned and and what they've been working on. And I think Justin, you hit on it fairly well in the last uh, podcast that we had uh, talking about the things that you need to get right to build sort of that foundation and then starting to hopefully see some additional you know, scale and additional activities that we we all as collectors want to see happen. So hopefully that's coming sooner rather than later. Yeah. And that, you know, and TJ, you know, we were talking about it Wednesday, but when he had that late night, um, you know, discord session, like we thought it went pretty well. Um, you know, obviously he got a lot of the tough questions and that came from the courtside chat, which is a bit more of a, uh, you know, I don't know if it's, I guess it's a private channel. The way you get in is if you were in the whole previous hundred club or kind of, uh, if you just give like good commentary, I guess referees can invite you, but they just try to keep it a bit more of a kind of a not general feel. 
Um, and so like, but they still really hit him with a lot of difficult questions. And uh, what you know, from TJ and I were saying, like overall though, I think it was fairly well received, um, his responses. Obviously he's not going to be able to solve things just by giving his answers right away. But um, I think the right things are being ha are happening. And one of the biggest immediate changes we've seen, I think at least, uh, and I'd say is what with these roadmaps. And uh, a lot of people have been clamoring them from the beginning. And uh, I believe it was Jacob on Twitter um, earlier tonight. He his response of he goes, "Hey, the reason we've resist the reason we've resisted sharing roadmaps in the past is because we know things can change on a dime. We still feel it's a priority to give our community updates, even with the caveat things may change, than to stay quiet and make it seem like nothing's ever de deviating from the initial plan." Um, and so, you know, I get that, like a startup feel, a startup doesn't know what it's doing in three months. It doesn't know what it's often doing more than that month. And so it makes sense why they were hesitant to really put out any form of a roadmap, uh, because everything just changes so much for them. Uh, but I think this year they've realized the importance of really setting that out. And so what have they done in the finals? They're trying to, you know, in the, during the playoffs, make it as clear as possible. Hey, here's what this roadmap is. And uh, yes, it's only a roadmap for the next maybe two months, uh, but it's a helpful feedback. And I do believe going forward, they're going to continue to, within the best of their ability, uh, put out these roadmaps. And what I think they've learned is that, no, they're not going to be able to say what moments they are and what highlights they are and maybe give some of the you know, absolute specifics. But at the high level, I think that roadmap is much appreciated and very helpful uh, and gives people a bit more of a confidence in the kind of uh, you know, long-term lack of oversaturation product-wise. Shout out to the chat. We've got Canada, we've got Australia, New Zealand, Philippines, OTM worldwide. Love that. Really, so, awesome. really testing our, uh, our our understanding of geography these days. Well, I know. Well, yeah. well so yeah. one of them said Manila, Manila. and and I googled that. And it's in the Philippines, so that's you why. Did you Google that? Oh, I had to Google yeah. it. Yeah, I shouldn't have admitted Capital that, one. but I I did. <laughs> Capital of the Philippines. So for any people we, uh, out there. Manila. If you ever get a trivia question of what is the capital of the Philippines, Manila is the correct answer. So you've learned something today. <laughs> All right. We're, we, we, we had plans to talk about the hollow drop, and we still want to talk about it, even though it's been postponed. And uh, I, I'm going to kick it over to Justin here. Eh, you know what? I'm just going to kick it over to you straight away and okay. uh, see what, um, how you want to approach this. Yeah, I think this will be good too because I'm really interested to get some feedback from chat um, because I want to make this honestly as much of a discussion as possible. Uh, we were kind of talking about this in the Discord earlier and people were kind of asking and we've seen people on Twitter asking and you know, someone will probably put it out and that's fine, um, but that's not, that's, what should we do with these OTM projections and expect value? Um, because what I was doing is just from an educational aspect, I spent earlier today kind of building out uh, what I believe the projections are going to be, uh, as this is before we knew the drop was. So if the drop was going to be this week, uh, kind of just going around, you know, doing the normal analysis to say like, okay, what do we believe with the challenges? We understand that the KD, the Joel Embiid, and the Luke are the challenge rewards, which are going to be highly sought after. Um, what role should we play with kind of publishing those? And then the second corollary to it is, and what about expected value? Uh, we've been doing expected value from the very beginning. And uh, some people say that it actually led to some of the rent seekers. I personally think like it wasn't that impactful and it's more of just a kind of uh, interesting nugget. Um, and you know, we were happy to kind of continue it. But I think the big one is the actual, um, you know, those hollow icon projections. Uh, like does, you know, we understand what happened with cool cats. Like is there a significant risk of if we put this out there, 
that it shapes the market. And you can't say it moves the market because we don't have any actual baseline. Uh, but I definitely understand the idea that people see that and they're like, okay, this is what they should be. And that's not really what the point is, what they should be. It's what I expect them to. And part of the analysis that we're starting to see is like, I'm actually having to make the projections less than what they should be. And we're seeing that it doesn't align to market cap. It doesn't align to other moments out there. There's just people who are getting these and they are flipping them. So I'm actually having to put in like a 10 to 20% um, you know, drop in what the market says they should be just because of these. And we saw the significant one what happened in the previous hollow drop where they were 50, 50 to 40, 40 to 50% less than what the numbers came out because I didn't include that human element. And we just saw people were like, oh, I got this. I just want to flip it as quickly as possible. Um, TJ Coop, you guys are probably looking in the chat. What is the feelings here? What are the thoughts? And I'm curious to hear both of your guys' takes as well. Not surprising given that it's the people watching us, but everyone says that they want you to keep posting them, publish them, you know, more knowledge is better, always put them out there. Don't don't apologize for, you know, whatever, like, it, yeah, don't apologize for having put them out. That's what the estimates and analysis are for. So definitely appreciate that that feedback from the chat. And but, but yeah, well, are, mean, we, are we in a bubble? Are we in a bubble? Because these are the people who actually understand sure. that what these analysis are. They understand that this is from an educational, that this is from an informative, that this is kind of a, you know, not a hard and fast, but there's obviously objectivity and subjectivity. And, um, it's almost like a preaching to the choir of like, the people that are here are not the ones that I'm worried about and the impact yeah. that it would have. The people that are here understand, right, that if you put out a projection and then they get a moment and it doesn't sell for nearly as high as your projection was that, okay, you're, you know, you genuinely thought that that was the case and the projection is off. Whereas there are people that are not in this chat that would then be like, you gave me bad information. This is all your fault. And then, you know, that's when we get the angry replies on Twitter. So it, it's definitely an interesting spot. I don't know, Coop, what, what is your thoughts on all of this? Obviously you were a part of the, uh, one of the lucky folks that was able to secure a hollow moment in the or hollow pack in the last drop. But where, where do you stand on all this? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I think the chat's nailing it. I do think that we're in sort of an echo chamber, right. Of, of people that are looking at our stuff and are following our stuff and understand the education element of, of things. Um, I, I think, you know, for, for me personally, it's been good to follow Justin, what you put out, you know, quite frankly, I haven't really been in, any of the recent challenges just with like where my portfolio was and how much money I was spending on, on moments. But when I was, you know, into some of the earlier cool cats, I was actually putting together a sheet and saying like, okay, wait, let me put something together and see, you know, what Justin puts together. And I think on Twitter, when we do get some of those responses where people are mad, you know, instantly I was seeing a response two and three responses later about like, Hey, it only takes, you know, so much time to be able to do this yourself. Like it's not, you know, our fault that, and, and, and to the point of it is just a projection. You don't have kind of responsibility to, to move the market as you, as you had mentioned, I, I think, you know, thinking about that, about it in the way of, of that, we're just trying to kind of educate our core group of, of users and the more, more people that are reading that the more education that we're spreading throughout and it it likely it could have some have some indication of what happens but i i, I think uh we'll be we'll be pretty we'd have to continue our spread pretty far before we see too much of that happening i think what right. what is going to happen or what we think will happen is going to happen at the end of the day so 
Yep, makes sense. And I mean, yeah, I saw Sawyer and I think Sawyer was saying that's a bit tongue in cheek, but it's definitely come across my mind. Just, you know, if you really truly move market, just post inflated numbers and then we can just post, you know, we can inflate the market. Um, and I mean, I've honestly considered like what would happen and when I would put them out, I think like if I'm going to make a mistake, I'd probably rather lean high because if I lean low, like is that impact? I don't know. And like that's just not great. But uh, one thing I will say is, A, I'm getting bailed out because we do not have the hollow drop this week. So I do not have to wait this decision this week. Um, but what I will say is one of two things would be happening and likely a combination of both if the drop was this week. Uh, one is the hollow challenges would be extremely plus EV or every pack would be a positive pack, uh, meaning across the board, it's substantial plus EV. And I think I had it about 90, 95% of packs would end up also being um, either break even or a, a net value. Um, and what I mean by this is uh, if you look at the floor of the hollows, it's something around like 700, 725 or something. The three challenge rewards, as I said, of Luca, KD, and Joel Embiid, um, you're looking at the Luca and KD being worth somewhere around like eleven, twelve thousand dollars, you know, compared to the market, uh, and then Embiid maybe around like five thousand. And uh, so, if we're saying that you're going to get a moment from the challenge rewards, and let's take an average there, it comes out to about nine thousand, a little less. Um, on average, there's going to be a challenge of nine moments, and you've got to, you know, to get that nine thousand dollar moment. You expect, okay, for that to be break even, on average, each of those nine moments needs to drop $1,000. Um, if these moments are starting at what the floor is of 775, they can't drop 1,000. And obviously, there's a little more that are more expensive and stuff. But overall, like, there's just no way. Like, even if you're seeing like a 30%, you know, 50% drop, like, that's just too much. So more likely you end up having that the majority of these packs end up finding a floor somewhere around like $1,000 or something because of the challenge utility and these being three legitimate challenge rewards that people are going to want to hold on to. Um, and that's why I think like overall like this, it still will be. And uh, I think this is going to be a pack that people are going to want to get their hands on. Um, and then we'll see what happens with the challenge rewards and stuff and how many actually complete them and all. And obviously we then get in the game of when do you sell? If you do sell, if you don't want to pick play the challenge, blah, blah, blah. But uh, it's going to be interesting. And I think another <clears throat> topic with, again, we, we obviously understand the hollow drop is not happening this week, but with the collector scores, there have not been an announcement on what the requirements are going to be heading into this. We know that it will be based on the collector score. And I think the quote was that it's going to be very high. I, I do not know what that means. I expect that it will be the strictest requirement that we've seen so far, certainly more than what we saw for like the throwdowns pack, which was, was, barely a, a requirement at all so any ideas a justin on what you know potential range we may be looking at and i think what i think what's really important right is for people that that are potentially on the bubble and they want to get in on these hollow packs what should they be doing are there you know maybe we can take a look at some moments where it's like okay if you're sitting at a 1500 collector score and want to get to 2500 how can you do so in a way where it's maybe lower risk. I think that that's something that, that a lot of collectors out there will be deciding on, and it'll be interesting to see when we find out what those requirements are going to be. 
Yep. And uh, shout out to Nabster uh, in our Discord who actually presented this question with us, was giving kind of a scenario with one of his friends and who was like around like 1600 and thinking like, hey, if I'm going to try to get to that 2000 to 2500, whatever it ends up being, what should I go about buying right now? Um, and I think it's a really interesting question because it's one of the areas where like you understand like, okay, <clears throat> you can either continue to be buying for your long term right now, the players that you continue to think are valuable, or is there something that makes more sense? Because if you're truly just trying to get your collector score up, well, let's take a look and see. Okay, series one moments, common base set is worth 25 points. That's the least of them, but still 25 points. If you get a, a rare, it's 100. Uh, if you, you know, that, oh, that's series one, sorry. Um, and then if you go to series two, you can still get 12 points from a base set. Um, 10 from a promo, so that's a gift. 20 from the non-base set, rares are 80. Uh, on a cost basis, it's interesting because uh, if you go to, it's just tough because if you really want to just buy the cheapest moments, the $3 ones and just get those $3, that's probably your honestly best way to stack up. And uh, maybe you start looking at like, okay, maybe there's some players down there in that range that are also people that you like that are slash 40Ks, your Kyrie, your Harden, the ones that'll probably have some utility value come the showcase challenge, um, the, the, you know, the final showcase challenge. I think that's one avenue. Um, I think the other is like if you're, you know, take a look. Like you know, we've got some moments that are at the bottom of the, near the floor of the S1 Top Shot debut, and those are only going for twenty five, twenty six dollars. Um, maybe there's like that Reggie Bullock one that Coops loves that was going for twenty six dollars, and that's got a LeBron. Uh, that's a LeBron highlight. That's what he gets a steal. Coop, tell me about that moment. Reggie's Reggie straight swipes LeBron, man. <laughs> Straight up, shout out Reggie was about to get into a fight when the next when the next got crushed last game too. Like ready, ready to throw, ready to throw fists would have been fun. Would have been fun to watch. Yeah. I liked it. Could, we um, could have got a Reggie Bullock fist fight moment. That would have been sweet. Oh, that would have been great. Um, yeah, for the branding, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna promote any of that. But yeah, it would have been fun. I definitely would have purchased it. <laughs> and so I don't know. I like I my honestly uh, recommendation might be. If I was, uh, you know, just you know, giving some friendly um, thoughts, um, that KD slash thirty five K is getting pretty low in price, and uh, this is a moment that yes, there's probably going to be a KD playoff moment as well, um, but who knows if it's the playoff and what those rarity is? It might be like the eighteen thousand or something. Um, this KD slash thirty five K, I believe, will be the cheapest moment to acquire for this final showcase so assuming this final showcase everything still happens the nets make it there which looks like they're going to they're playing phenomenal basketball last night's game which is dirty um that kd is going to be a valuable moment so i think this is the best way to kind of two birds one stone where you can buy the floor of that moment a still value you know, a solid very good player and come showcase challenge time uh good opportunity to kind of uh you know if you need to you know if you need to flip some or just get in your kds in your bag from early on Giannis and the bucks might have something to say about that justin hopefully they're not in the chat i mean yeah but we'll see they, they have a hard path because they have to go through the bucks they have to go through the sixers but uh i know coop like you weren't here for that game last night but tj and i just non-stop it was just like they run real but they score like 110, right? Big three scored like 110. Just out of the or, three of them. KD yeah. 
KD just had a ho hum day, and he had forty two or something last we saw. He probably <laughs> yeah. I was more. literally sitting there thinking, ah, Durant hasn't done much, and it's like Durant forty two points. It's, well, clearly, he has. I mean, they really they just alternate, kind of taking turns on who takes over, and it's they're going to be tough to beat if they stay healthy. I, I, just three very very good players. Yeah. It turns out definitely. when sixty percent of your starting lineup are elite superstars, like top. What we were saying, what maybe KD is the second or third best player in the league right now, arguably one. Uh, Harden might be like six, seven. Kyrie's still probably top 10, 15. Like, it's insane. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know enough to comment too much, but like all three can score the basketball, right? Like, pretty much can score whenever they want from wherever they want. Seems like having three players in the court that can do that is a pretty, pretty big recipe for success. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, but that's my thoughts. I mean, yeah, I think on the most basic level, S2 commons are the best on a per dollar basis. Um, but then if you don't want to just be buying a bunch of $3 players that you don't have any really allegiance to, um, then I'd say start going for either the slash 40K, Kyrie, Harden. Those are pretty cheap. Uh, or spend a little more and get the um, you know, get those KDs that are the slash 35K. And I think those are going to increase in price uh, or at least decrease the least amount compared to the relative market. All right, let's jump over to challenges. So we've got three challenges that are currently active. We got the Throwdowns Challenge 4, Metallic Gold, number 29, and then, of course, the Cool Cats Master Challenge, which saw a bump in price at one point and then started to dip back down. So, Justin, you want to touch on any one of these in particular, or what are you thinking with regards to the challenges right now? Yeah, I'll share my screen a little and we can go through. Um, I'm doing this really in real time with you all because I haven't looked at too much at it. Um, TJ, can you zoom in a started. little bit? Yeah. Yeah, it's up like 100 bucks since we looked. It was 15 when we were looking earlier. Um, yeah, so looking like I think completions is probably what has been a bit more surprising to a lot of people. I saw other people in the industry putting out that they're expecting around like 2,200 completions. Uh, from the beginning, we said 2,400 to 3,000. Um, you know, I think it's interesting. You can't, a lot of people are really trying to compare this to other challenge completions and saying like, oh, well, there's 30, you know, what, uh, 3,500, 3,600 of the Lucas. Maybe we only see like, you know, 60% of that. But the thing is, because this is such a heavy, you know, long master challenge, the Luca is such a high percentage. It's what literally half of the total value, uh, so many, if you have a Luca, you're completing the challenge or you're trying to sell. And I think everyone knows that. I think you got to account for there's probably about 10% of people who maybe got a Luca and maybe just aren't active that much on the site anymore or paying that much attention just because it's been going on for so long. Um, but even if you say like, you know what, uh, out of those 3,500, if 80% complete, that's what, 700 that don't, that still gets you up to like 2,800. 2, I mean, so that's like a pretty high 80% completion ratio, but that's what we were kind of targeting early on when we were watching this. Um, so not that surprising there um, from an, you know, a value standpoint. Uh, we don't have a new update, but it's just kind of still hanging around. You got to monitor. The, the market hasn't actually substantially gone down since the most recent one, like 24, 48 hours ago. Some people are even saying you're seeing some of the market actually, the floor is going up a little. Um, but overall, it's been fairly stagnant from a very short-term period. Um, and yeah, I think I think that's mainly it. Uh, it is, you know, as TJ, as you were saying, like it is interesting. So let's see, when did uh, 
Oh, okay. So I believe this is when we put out the initial tweet. Um, I believe this is when the challenge went live. That would make sense in the 25th. We saw that strong dip to begin with. We saw a very short spike, I think, as just uh, people were buying the floors. And then we quickly saw the correction here. Um, yeah, we actually almost got up to about 2,000. We saw a small spike there, and then it's been fairly flat since we've been uh, from there. Um, we'll have to give our friend Osimo a quick little uh, a quick little message and see how he's doing. Um, I've been watching to see, but I know he's uh, obviously been trying to sell those. And yeah. Sawyer, you are right, my friend. OTM streams are for the Top Shot analytics junkies. You came to the right place, my friend. If you like to talk about the numbers, maybe hear a little bit of fun weekend stories while we're at it. We try to have a little bit of fun to mix in, but I mean, come on, what's more fun than talking through all of the numbers, especially when you've got the Herzog bot on your side? We do probably bore some people, but that's okay. <laughs> There's other yeah. people in this industry that are creating content that are far more interesting than us. So uh, we'll, we'll let them fill that board. Exactly. Bot just constantly going to be on brand, like literally never going, to, <laughs> never going to leave brand. No. You, you really, really, really do love it. <laughs> uh, for the content, for the brand. All right. For the brand. Yeah. I mean, Hey, I'll continue to say what I've been saying about the cool cats master challenge. I, made a decision several weeks, maybe even months ago at this point, and I'm sticking with it. And, you know, it is what it is. Going to get that lamella at the end of the day. Got my 29 at 29, hanging out with all the cool kids in the, the Plunge Father private Discord. So we, we make fun of you in there, Justin, since you're not able to join. Plunge Father <laughs> message me. Plunge Father was like, hey, Justin, you want to join? I was like, huh? And he goes, ha, ha, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but he thought it. He thought that. Yeah. He thought it. I'm sure he did. All right, well, gentlemen. I think it's I think it's that time of the week when we are going to We've got ideas. It's 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 soon. We are we're coming up with a solution that we're not just uh A when we looked at initial kind of third party websites, the shirts were quite expensive um to get them out to people. And so we didn't want that. We don't want people having to pay like $35, $40 for a t-shirt. Um, but we, um, we've found some creative solutions that we think you guys are going to like, and hopefully in the near future, uh, we'll get some swag going. Yeah. The distribution of it is going to be the hardest part because we can get everyone a bunch of t-shirts, but getting it shipped to people is a bit of a problem, but we've got some thoughts and ideas in the yeah. works here. It'll just be at the OTM conference next year. OTM con. That would be awesome. <laughs> a lot of golf would be played at that. I, I hope. All right, let's do the weekly pick em. What do you say? Let's do it. I can't wait for Coop to see my pick. <laughs> please, All right. please tell me you're picking the same. That would be horrible. But. Uh, so, let's hang on, hang on, on the hang screen. On. I got it, I got it, I got it. All right. All right, so we did not do the weekly pick em last week because we were on with Chris Moneymaker on his Twitch stream on Monday. Never got to the underdog weekly pick em, but these were the results from the prior one when we had – Brett Ritchie on as the guest. It was pretty, pretty ugly across the board. And Justin just grinds out the weeks when everyone goes down and just ekes out that 2% win to go up on everyone here. You just got to pick With, better moments. Just pick better yeah. moments. 
And I mean, producer Coop, man, I had to do it. Still just a stone goose egg. I mean, oh. considering it was my idea, you absolutely had to do it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, just trying, just, trying, just trying to get on the board here. I uh, can't, cannot seem to, to crack the goose egg. I, I will say I was pretty depressed to see uh, Tatum drop 50 and then this moment do nothing but go down which i'm i'm sure it was a it was a good topic of the conversation in our discord but oh. i think people made some sharp you know responses to that and and if people are trying to get out of moments maybe they're you know not going to hold throughout the summer or whatever it might be it, it was a smart time to to sell i guess at that point and, and if they were really trying to sell continuing to to see the undercutters that were that were out that were driving the value down so i, I guess in the end of the day I, i'll understand to some extent uh i've got an ace up my sleeve this week is and, and if not then yeah maybe maybe i'll just give up <laughs> Well, if the ace up your sleeve isn't enough, we, uh, we, we we threw you another ace, so you get two tries this week. Well, no, I said that, but then he didn't he didn't nah. give oh. me a second pick. He's too stubborn. I only, only wanted one pick here, guys. Right. I put it, I put his face twice because I said, "Hey, man, you got zero. We'll give you two. We'll give you two swings at it." But he just refused to pick on behalf of the guests. So. Just because, just because you guys are front of the camera, thinking you're going to give us, you know, behind the camera and a little bit of charity, and we're going to we're going to just instantly accept it, it's not going to happen. Well, I mean, yeah, well, if exactly you win, if you win, you're the guest, though. If you win, it counts as a point for the guests, and that's It'd zero. Still. <laughs> also, by the way, guys, if you have not checked out Underdog Fantasy, you should head over to UnderdogFantasy.com. Promo code OTM as you're signing up. Justin and I have been. Been grinding some NFL best ball while we're here in Indy. Producer Coop recently just opened up his account with promo code OTM because why not? And for those of us in Pennsylvania, like myself, you can now play over Underdog Fantasy. So they've got all the NFL stuff going on, but there's still some NBA action as well. they got the NBA Pick'em where you can take over-unders on different stat lines from your favorite players throughout the NBA playoffs. So we love the Underdog team and – Go ahead and check them out. Yeah, shout out Underdog. PA was was huge. I was uh I was prepping to to do a good bit of uh, Underdog on, on vacation because it wasn't uh, live in PA. But now that it's live in PA, can uh, can do some firing. I haven't read enough Herzik contents in, from the other side of his brain to to start firing just yet. But uh, it, it's in the it's in it's in the queue to uh, to get smart on on best ball quickly. So I that. just put up. I just put out an article that they just actually just posted like an hour or two ago over at ETR for the subscribers there. Uh, best ball content I'll continue to do over there. But, uh, you know, random underdog, pick them stuff, everything else, and box great content we continue to do in the Discord. Good deal. All right, let's get into the picks for this week. I'll go first here. We talked about it. I've been – we were watching the Nets yesterday, and my goodness, Kyrie was just on. It's, it's actually so funny because I went, and I'm like, oh, I want to I want the Durant. And he, we, we can't pick a Durant because there's no Durant Series 1 base. So I was like, yep. okay, I guess I'm not taking Durant. Had to go with the, the number two man, Kyrie Irving. Just think that the Nets are going to continue two? to fire. Well, the number two as of in that game we were watching last night. Definitely mm-hmm. hard as number two. But mm-hmm. I, th- I think Kyrie was uh, was firing last night. And – I'm going with the the Kyrie Irving top shot debut here, and we'll see. I think that the Nets are just going to continue to roll here, at least for for the next couple. Justin, over to you. Yeah, why don't you show uh, Coop who I picked? <laughs> Let's go. 
That's right. Coop was oh, touting my, my man. Coop was touting my man during the show. Um, so a couple of reasons here. One is you still have the Knicks in the playoffs. This moment dropped another 10% in the past 24 hours and 30% over the past week as Reggie had a couple bad games. Uh, just what his shots just weren't falling. And uh, so I think anytime there's a market reaction to a player playing poorly over like a two game sample size and the market adjusting to it, let me buy that because uh, that's good an overcorrection standpoint. Knicks are still in this series down three, one, but still kind of come out firing. And I think more important, a, obviously it's the great LeBron moment in this with the swipe. Uh, but as people are going to be kind of looking to get their collector score up, uh, if you are looking to get like some series one top shot debuts, I think he's probably one of the best ones near the floor. I think the actual floor is around 23, 24 with like, you know, the Ishmith and such. Um, but I think for, uh, you know, an actual moment that I think is a really cool moment has LeBron in it, uh, near that price too, too cheap for this. And, uh, if we are near the true actual floor of the top shot, um, I think grabbing some of these, uh, floors of the, the floor of the S ones, especially top shot debuts will rise over time. Uh, and so I think he's probably the best one near that floor that I want to go after. Reggie, 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 love it in honor of our special guest here and over to the man himself who was very stubborn about picking only one and only one, but producer Coop, you're one bullet. What are you going to go with here? Yeah. So, I mean, I, um, I've picked a lot of good players. I've picked some top shot debuts. Like this one was just so biased. I was just like, I'm just going with, you know, my favorite moment. I think the it's it's fallen so 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 far um, that, that I just can't see it not getting purchased. That, that was one of the things I looked at is 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 it getting purchased? Uh, so LeBron Kobe tribute. Um, it's it's getting purchased, and I do think like where's it at? It was at five nine nine nine. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You're yeah. A five, nine, so nine, like nine. I thought as soon as it got down there, we would see more and more purchases at 5k. Um, and, and yeah, I think Simi in the chat saying floor is going to be going to be off season. I think I agree would generally agree with that. I think for the moments in series one that are pretty um, low min count for like one thousand, the one thousands, I, I just see, there being enough collectors out there that will realize the long-term value of some of these moments that they're going to pick it up before you would wait until the off season to pick it up. Um, yep. So we'll see what happens, but yeah. Wait, oh my goodness. You are the sharpest one to ever do this producer coop because the low ask someone bought the five, nine, nine, nine and the six, four, nine, nine. And yep. the lowest ask is now at 8,900. Yep. I was just about to. I was just about to say that. Um, I don't know how that works from a, from I think a timeline he, he, standpoint. He, he picked it. He picked it when it was there. So I think we give it to him. But that's a nice start for you there, bud. I was gonna say. So I think there was there's some really sharp aspects to it too, because I think you had a help floor as well. Um, exactly. Because what I was seeing is that if that dropped down to like forty five hundred or whatever run there, people are gonna start buying with credit cards and it's in credit, credit card, card territory. Um, so you don't yep. want to drop in that much, but I think that was helped. And then, yes, there was only we – TJ and I were talking about this right before the show. There were just those two floor ones, uh, and then you raised back up to that eight 9,000. Uh, whether or not it stays up there, I don't know. But uh, it's nice that, you know, hey, if we didn't give you two, you know, guesses, we at least gave you a 20% lead to start things off. So, Man, uh, if you can't hold on to this one, that's going to be – Don't blow this, That's going to be tough. Next, do next Monday, I will not be in attendance if I do not get a, get a victory here. I will not be able to – to suffer through the commentary that will come come my way. <laughs> hey, as uh, as 
myself being a double jersey collector and the two of you having a share of a Kobe dunk, like I think uh, we'd all be happy with you winning. <laughs> Let's see it. Let's see it. I, I'm, I will, I'm all I will say, <laughs> I will say all that I've done since uh, Justin tipped, tipped the OTM crew off that the Jazz were going to – to easily win the game was that Friday night. All I've done is lose bets. I, mm, I, I have the I have the Leafs tonight, so that's that's. Corey, Corey just said maybe next year for the Leafs. Yeah, that's officially dead. And then I have a, a classic uh, TJL just jam the favorites in a parlay, and of course the Sixers are the initial start of that parlay, and it's tight. It's tight. It's, it's tight. sweat. Uh, you missed the lock of the day, but I guess I forgot to put that in the tax zone. So Sorry. But Great, thanks. There, it, was, it was the Rays. Uh, Rays were playing the Yankees. Uh, now winning sixteen of seventeen. That was a fifty percent mega boost on the on the bat. So I had to take it. But there's nothing like getting together with some friends and just firing off some some sports bets and just uh, sitting back, having a, having a few drinks and, and taking in we- sports. We went to that random sports book. Like, it's just on the side of the road. It's just kind of like a bar, and you just go in and watch games. It was pretty cool. I think we're going to start seeing – I know I was talking about when I was in Australia, you had a whole bunch of those just bars that you walk up to the bar, and they have the machines, and that was just kind of pretty standard. Um, and so this was a place that was basically just a sports bar, but with a book as well where you could do paramutual racing as well as sports betting. And uh, I think we're going to start seeing those uh, pop up a lot more commonly, obviously, in the legal states and then shortly thereafter. Definitely. Always a good time to just donate money 90% of the time when I sports bet. Just got to listen to Justin every time. All right, here. Let's go ahead and close off the show by having Producer Coop open up a pack. I think it's it's the right thing to do. We've got the man on the screen. What we're also going to do here is that we are going to do a giveaway from, from the moments that Producer Coop opens. But here's how. So we were not able to track everyone in the chat like we did last time. So what we will do is that after we end the live stream, people can comment their Top Shot username in the YouTube comments. And then by Wednesday's show, we will go through, look at all the usernames that are in the YouTube comments, and then put those onto a wheel for a giveaway during Wednesday's show. So no action immediately, but for people that are watching live, you can do it right when the show ends. And then for people watching after the fact, you guys can do it as well. And then we will have that wheel spinning on Wednesday night show for a giveaway of one of Coop's moments. Okay. And we'll look on the uh, podcast store as well. So if you do it in a review as well, we'll check there. Those actually take, it seems like a couple days to go through like the, uh, you know, podcast approval process, but we'll make sure that hey, if you do that, either what it's when Monday now, if you do it by like Tuesday, Wednesday, we'll check there and include you in. Perfect. So I'm already seeing people that, that are putting it in this chat. That's great, but you have to do it in the, the one after the video. So the comments yeah. is different from Because we lose the ones chat. in here. Because we will yeah. lose these ones. So thanks Holy for you guys for putting them in there. Coop? Just make a comment. Jeez, Coop is sitting on all the packs. Yeah, I got, I got, a, I got a bunch. I don't, I don't you know. You even open your one. staff one. Your number is? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know. I just decided to not open it. <laughs> open, the, let's open that now. Are you holding number that? one open? I don't yeah, know, let's, but let's go see what number you have. Yeah, we got to give it a shot. Let's go. How low can we go? Let's go low. One, two, five, seven, six, Steph. Okay, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> 
I do, I do like that they did that rather than just drop it in though. I mean, yeah, I thought, I thought that was cool it's too. It's still better. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I definitely thought it was better than uh, the other, the other way. You got to go view my progress and go back to the beginning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't. I'm not. I'm not actually sure. I don't. I guess probably not the pre-order. Maybe this like release twenty nine. That sounds good to me. Let's do it. Also, sick pull. You got a Steph Curry though. That was pretty cool. Yeah, love that. I'll take I'll take any and every Steph Curry. Thank you. Music or, or no music here? Yeah, music is fine for It's not too bad of music. Yeah, it's not too loud. Yeah. Dude. Uh, right, start us off with uh, number three. Let's go three. Eight seven zero two. Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. Not to be confused with Justin's co-worker at Established the Run, Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, it's crazy. Whenever Wiggins has like a horrible game or something, ETR Wiggins just gets all the hate mail. One, two. One. Got a number one, two, five, three, eight. Gordon Hayward, dunk. Not his top shot debut, although also does not have any Series 1 moments. Yeah, yeah what's his, his uh, top shot debut? Is, uh, is it the 12K? Uh, it's it 15K? slash 15K, I think, because it's before K. they started coming out with the 12Ks. All right, we're to finish with a 10665. How Kuzma. Three. Nope, not the three. Okay, hard to tell. Are they calling it a putback dunk? I don't know. I can't see the screen, but I think so. Yeah, it's a, it's a dunk. Yeah. All right. Not too bad. Got some fun players there. I'll try to keep... move. If you excuse my Oh, okay. Oh, well, there you go. Either. Very cool. We'll let you keep that one. Um, yeah. What... Actually, I was just, I was just going to say, I'll, uh, I'll, fire, I'll fire off both Hayward and, and Wiggins. So fire in the, fire in the names and, and I'll give, give, away, give away two. Uh, okay, cool. I like that. So uh, once again, it is a uh, Gordon Hayward and an Andrew Wiggins, and I think it was a four-digit Andrew Wiggins. So uh, not too bad. Yeah. There we go. So we're gonna close out the show. You can throw in your Top Shot usernames into the into the comments. We actually, I just remember this, but we are likely not going to be live this Wednesday. So instead, Justin and I are going to likely just record a show and get it out there we're, we're gonna see if there's a time that makes sense for us to be able to go live we will do it but most likely we're gonna have to just do a recorded show this week because we have uh, an event that we need to be attending on wednesday yep um and who knows maybe we'll just convince uh bachman and coop just to do a show in our absence because coop's already taken on major responsibilities this week coop let me see those fingers Coop, show us those fingers. <gasps> Look at those magic fingers. That's going to be the fingers behind the Twitter machine for the rest of this week. So, Don't uh, ask any complicated questions, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Coop yeah. is taking AB, over. ABC's in one, two, three zone, please. Thank you. TJ and I are actually going on a bit of a, a little of a, a bit of a off-the-grid retreat. Um, so uh, trying to be a bit away from our computers and phones and all that. Um, we got some work time in between, but uh, it'll, be, it'll be a cool experience. We're leaving bright and early tomorrow morning. Bright and early tomorrow morning. So producer Coop will be on the Twitter fingers all week. We'll still be around enough, but uh, there you go, people. The, the, the man himself. And 
event they asked. We will we'll, we'll, we should be able to share a little bit more details next week on on what we're doing and why. I'll leave it at okay. that for now. Let you guys simmer on that. Any final words, people? We all good. Um, Coop, thanks for joining us. You're a fantastic yeah, guest. Happy, happy to join all the time. Also, just wanted to say, you know, happy Memorial Day. Uh, shout out to anyone out there who's who has served or, or is currently serving. And uh, I think it's a pretty awesome thing to keep in keep in mind as we continue to to live our daily lives and do the cool stuff like uh, hang out with your friends, sports bet, talk about moments, all cool stuff. But uh, a lot of other interesting things and. Uh, you know, different kinds of things happening in the world. So shout out to anyone uh, who has served and, and is currently serving. Yep. I love that. Um, and then last thing I'll say is, so yeah, the people I just want to make sure we didn't forget, cause I know we had about three or four moments to gift out last Wednesday uh, when we hit, you know, we still have to wait that entire week, um, but we have the list and we will share those. Exabri uh, Lazarus. I'm not sure if you were one of those people, but if you are, um, yeah, we can definitely do that. Um, appreciate that. We are, he wants to pay it forward, uh, so we can definitely gift that moment out as well. Uh, let us just do some housekeeping and figure out and stop. And if that was something from way back when that we forgot about, we apologize, and uh, we'll check there. But yeah, Good let's, deal. Let's wrap this up. Yeah, thanks, everyone, for joining us tonight, and uh, we will we'll talk to you guys later this week. So on behalf of Justin, on behalf of Producer Coop in front of the camera, I am TJ Lasig, and we will see you guys next time.